welcome into the Hype Girl Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Denae, and let's just get right into today's episode. Welcome back to the Hype Girl Podcast. I have decided that this will be my last episode for the season. I will take a break over the holidays, and then I will come back strong in the new year. So to finish out the year, I brought Devin back. Hi, Devin. It's all your favorite persons. <laughs> persons? You're more than one person now? Yeah. <laughs> um, as is tradition, he needed some alcohol to calm his nerves prior to this, so we cracked open a new bottle of wine. It is a, it's a red blend called Red Blend Portugal. Why don't you give us a little wine review, Devin? Not a huge fan starting off. I like a, like a deep-bodied wine. I like almost to take my breath away a little bit. Whenever they're dry, this I one, think that's tannins. Tannins, that, tannins right. are what makes it like chalky. But I, this does not have a lot of body to it. You're right. However, tannins and body are not the same thing. Mm. Well, this one has neither. So you're right. This it, probably does have. It neither. Kind of has a slight aftertaste of blood. Well, that's discouraging for yeah. anyone who wants to try it. It's almost like someone put like a good wine and left it out, and it got flat. Even though I know there's no. Carbonation in these wines. It just feels like off. Like it's been sitting around and open for a while. I can see that. I can I can see where you got that description of it. For me, it feels a little bit more like it was at one point a strong, like heavily bodied red wine that somebody just watered down. I can see that too. Very watered down. Yeah, it just feels a little watered down. I do not actually get the aftertaste of blood. I have the aftertaste of wine, but just kind of a muted wine. It's It kind of gives me Pinot Noir, if you will, a little bit of a muted Pinot, if anybody's a wine snob out there, which we are not. We uh, we pretend to be and we try different wines all the time, but to us, wine pretty much just tastes like wine. We can tell if it has heavy tannins or if it's big-bodied or whatever. Full-bodied is actually what it's supposed to be. <laughs> big-bodied. Big-bodied. Uh, but yeah, we're not otherwise wine snobs. We just both typically prefer a dry red of some sort. So thank you for that description. How was your day? It's just long. It's tough to go to work in the dark and come home in the dark. Yeah, winter's a doozy. So I'll try to hide my yawning. You're going to yawn? I Yeah, I've been yawning all day. Oh, we should tell them that we have been caffeine-free. Yes, we have. <laughs> Not a fan. I thought you were going to say more. No. Uh, So I had looked and Devin and I both were like, "Mm, I don't know what the word he's yawning literally right now. Jittery. Is that what it was? Like, I felt like my legs were constantly shaking. I was constantly shaking. And then I don't tend to eat very much in the morning time. But I go, I mean, I was going in on like 16 ounce cup of coffee and then immediately going back for a second. So I'm just starting my day with 32 ounces of coffee usually some sort of extra shot, bold, everything. And we decided to go caffeine-free. So I did also have to eliminate my um, bubbler partnership because that is a caffeinated drink as well. But knocked that out. And then we got decaf clean coffee. If you don't know about that, I'll bring an episode to you soon all about coffee because coffee is crazy whether it has mold or mycotoxins or if you want decaf, what it is soaked in and how it is decaffeinated, it's all just mind-blowing. But another story for another day. So we got clean coffee that is decaffeinated and both of us have been just on the struggle bus. 
I feel like I have come to the point where it's kind of mellowing out for me. The first three days, I was yawning nonstop. Now, I'm not yawning anymore and I'm not like feeling exhausted at 4 p.m. But so I think my energy, my natural energy is starting to level out. But it's still not, I'm not hyper focused or hyper energetic. And I've noticed it the most in my workouts. I feel like I slack off more in my workouts or I'm just less hyped up and less motivated to go after it in my workouts. I haven't noticed that. I just noticed that uh, I get tired really early and I'm not as jittery because I like you. I, I don't eat hardly anything before lunch, sometimes nothing. So when I have a cup or two of coffee in the morning, my hands start shaking and I never really noticed it or uh, thought it was due to caffeine, but yeah. don't really have that anymore. I always wrote it off as like restless leg syndrome and that I was just like super hyper, which I do think I'm a hyper person naturally. And then adding coffee on top of that wasn't great. But I did also, I mean, it was like 4 p.m. and I was ready for bed most days uh, for the beginning of this. But I'm starting to level out now. It is uh, what time we're recording this? 6.30. 6.30 and I'm doing fine. I think I could probably stay up until 11 p.m. again and be fine. But... (laughs) Yeah, so that's our adventure that we've been on for the last couple of weeks. And you said it didn't affect your workouts? No, but I did find if I didn't work out at lunch like I normally do, I would get so tired in the afternoon. So I needed the workout to boost my energy levels back up. Mm. See, I feel like my motivation's been subpar at best when I'm working out. It's I'll look at what's next and I'm like, "Eh, I don't have to do all those reps. Or I'm halfway through them and I'm like, yeah, I'm really just done with this. Or even in spin class, I was averaging like 14 miles per class. And my last few spin classes have been around 12 miles and I'm like dying in class. So I guess caffeine boosts me more. I kind of am considering, I don't know how long we're going to do this. Are we forever caffeine free or are we coming back to caffeine? I don't know. I've been kind of cheating a little bit sometimes. Like I had a Coke Zero the other day. and Yeah. I've had a co- one I think coffee. I had one of your bubblers too. Well, it's not like a it wasn't like we promised that we would continue to do this. Yeah. It was just I also don't know if we're doing it for I don't assume we will do it long term. Maybe we're just doing like a detox of caffeine for a little bit and then we can get back into it. Start back with a third calf or a half calf and then we'll go from there. All right. So, today's topic, we're going to be talking about Advice for maintaining a long-term relationship, just because Devin and I have been together for literally a lifetime. It's been around forever. Um, 2009. So what is that? 14 years? 13 years? 14 years? 14. Something like that. And then we are going to wrap this up with a Christmas draft. We are going to draft our favorite Christmas movies and our favorite Christmas songs. So let's get right into today's advice. Do you want to start or you want me to start? It's your podcast. Go ahead. All right. So my first note for maintaining a long-term relationship is you have to grow with your person and allow them to change. Devin and I ha- are completely different people now than we were when we were – I was 16 when we started dating. So literally light years difference in people. Just honestly probably 182 in I was more outgoing and would talk to anyone and everyone, and I've kind of come back into my shell a little bit, a little bit more of a homebody, a little bit of social anxiety here and there, 
and then he was so shy that he literally wouldn't make eye contact or speak to anyone ever. <laughs> and now he can make phone calls and do all the big boy stuff. I can just talk to people a little bit. <laughs> Let's be clear. I still have social anxiety. <laughs> he says just as overcome he it. wine and he shakes to record a podcast for just me in the living room. I'm not shaking. Just restless leg. <laughs> But yes, you have to grow with your person, allow them to change and love them through it. There have been plenty of conversations between us where we're like, oh, we're different people. Are we supposed to be together? Stuff like that. And we just work our way through it and we know we are. So that's how we get through that. Yeah, it's a good one. You're up. I'm up. This one kind of goes along with it a little bit, but I had just thought uh, you have to adapt you know, as we grow and change and uh, ebbs and flows of life, like you said, we're different people. So you got to learn to adapt. And with that, um, I know it's, uh, I always make it a joke to say, like, I always try to get better each and every day, each, every year. Like, I can't be a perfect person because I got to have something that I get better at so I can show you that I'm trying to improve for you. Mm. But uh, I don't know, there's some truth to that. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, like, let's a... say I leave the uh, sponge in the sink. Like, next time I'll try to get a little better. That is literally an example I have on this well, list. Well, it's a good example. <laughs> I could get that sink out of the, I could get the sponge out of the sink 99 times out of 100. But that one time I leave it in there is I'll the notice. only time I'll hear about it. <laughs> well, I, I have to remind you. Uh, I'll just move on to the next one that uh, goes perfectly with that. Keep nicely reminding them of the little things that bother you that you would like them to improve upon. Not about themselves. This can't be like a character flaw. Like this can't be like, I hate the way you breathe. He can't change that. Okay. <laughs> I hate your voice. He can't change that. Okay. That's not a character thing. That's just a, well, like, a you thing. Um, yeah. I'm just saying like, it can't be something about them. Like it has to be something that's like a tick they have that they can improve upon. For example, leaving a dirty sponge, like if the sponge is covered in whatever you just washed and then you leave it in the base of the sink where it's just going to be riddled with water and bacteria for the next however many hours, that absolutely destroys me. And you just need to take it out, clean the sponge, rinse it off, sanitize it, and make sure it's completely wrung out and then sit it in its little drying rack so that it doesn't get all mildewy and disgusting. Or... I'm not allowed to use your toenail clippers. <laughs> not anymore. Every bathroom utensil finds its way out of the bathroom somewhere else and gets lost, whether it's the tweezers, the toenail clippers, right. brushes, whatever, you name it. It just disappears. And then you just have to nicely remind me that I'm not allowed to use your toenail clippers. Or I passively, passive aggressively order two more from Amazon so that I have a backup. After you've like marched me around like a toddler and you've pointed in rooms and you're like, find it, go find it now. <laughs> <laughs> and then I look around and then I'm like, my eyes are watering. I'm like, I'm sorry, I used your toenail clippers. <laughs> uh, okay, you got it. No, this one piggybacks one. off yours, but uh, I think there's something to uh, learning how to take criticism. Or things that your partner says they don't appreciate or like about you. But you could also give it a better way too. So it, it's all about the give and take of criticism. Like you shouldn't take it all too personally and you shouldn't get defensive and lash back out. Like 
should take it and see how you can improve and move forward. So basically, that was 100% aimed at me. No. Because I get the moment Devin insults me or not insult, just ask you to maybe do something me different. on anything, yeah. then I'm like, ah, you hate me. And then sometimes if, it's, well, you do this. Yeah. It, he, it shouldn't be that. It's a, it's a case by case. No, no, you, I don't. You're guilty of saying, well, you. Mm -mm. I'm guilty of the lashing out immediately like, shut up. I don't want to hear it <laughs> type of thing. So that was 100% aimed at me. Uh, I guess, are you done with that one? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, my next one I'll follow is fights are 100% normal. <laughs> if but, you're not fighting, there's something wrong. Yeah, I would agree with that. I Normally, I say we don't fight that often. I don't think we bicker here and there. But like a blowout fight, I don't think happens very often because we are, I think we're like best friends. Yeah. Like you come home from work. I always greet with greet you when you come home from work we always hug each other kiss each other ask how our day was tell each other we loved each other and missed each other all the mushy gushy stuff and then we're like best friends and we chit chat and we hang out and watch tv <laughs> except today let let the record show she did not run up to me and hug me or kiss <laughs> oh, me that's right yeah you didn't because i was like get your ass in gear we got a podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's almost every day yeah, 99% of the time. Also, if you hear our cat meowing, he's joined the club. He's on the couch with us meowing every two seconds. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you heard that. Um. Okay, I think – oh, I was going to say fights are 100% normal, but you just have to be big enough to say you're sorry, especially if you were the one in the wrong. Yeah, even when you're not. Yes, and you're better at that than I am. I always want you to be the one that says sorry if – you were the one that was in the wrong, but I think that's the biggest part of how I've matured since the start of our relationship. Because I, I, I feel like I used to lash back out and get defensive, but maturing, being the bigger person, just knowing that, yeah, that you should de-escalate the situation rather than try to escalate it. You are a good de-escalator. I usually I will apologize if I'm wrong right away. But if it's you, I'm not good at I'll I won't let it go. And I'm like, no, you apologize. And then you also need to suffer. Or for even when minutes. I apologize, you say that you won't forgive me. <laughs> and I could apologize five times and you won't forgive me five times in a row. So then I'm like, okay, I'll stop. And it'll be like two hours later. You need you need to say sorry. It's like I just I did that. I tried. You wouldn't forgive me. Sometimes though you come in when I'm like seeing red and yeah. you're like I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm like, I'm the devil. Get out of my face. I'm just, I'm quick to forgive. I'm quick to forgive. Yeah. I'm quick to forget because in my mind, it's not worth it. Yeah. All right. Well, ebbs and flows are also completely normal. I feel like there are times when your relationship might be really high or really low or even just, even just like average, you know? I'm not saying like average is a bad thing. I'm just saying like, you're not mad at each other, but you're also not being best friends. And maybe this is because like you guys are working too much or you're not hanging out or prioritizing one another or you've stopped greeting them as soon as they walk in the door. All the little things add up. But I just want you to know that relationships all ebb and flow and they all bounce back and forth and that's super normal. So when you're in your lowest low, just get out of it, apologize, and then realize that it will come to the highest high again. Next one, um, this is a big one. This one, I'm not always the best at. 
showing you love me. Well, yes. <laughs> you, I, he's I, the most. He doesn't give me any attention, guys. Is basically what he's saying. That's a lie. That's a complete lie. <laughs> She's like a cat. He gives whenever, me whenever I try to give her attention, she doesn't want it. Whenever I'm not giving her attention, is when she wants it. Kind of like the cat. Whenever you're not paying attention to the cat, it comes up and cuddles next to you. <laughs> But no, close. I just I put show appreciation. So mm-hmm. I know I'm not great sometimes, but I know it means a lot to me when you show me appreciation. Or just little things like, hey, babe, thanks for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, It goes a long way, and uh, I'll do better. It does Get better go, each and every day. It does go a long way, and I do try to say that to you a lot, and I try to tell you the things I appreciate. Sometimes we'll be laying in bed at night about to go to sleep, and I'll just roll over and be like, babe, I appreciate X, Y, Z. Thank you for doing this because I do like to let you feel appreciated. It can't all be negative. There's got to be uh, – the rule of thumb I've always heard is there should be five positives for every one negative. Good advice. Good advice. My next one is always be excited for them and happy for them when something great happens for them. There are sometimes people that I have witnessed in my life who somebody has something really excited happen for them and the, you know, your family and your friends are supposed to be people who are like – oh my gosh, that's so incredible. That's so amazing. I'm so excited for you. And it doesn't always happen that way. Granted, in Devin's defense, if he doesn't act that way, it's because Devin doesn't get excited about anything. I do. His average, you'll say, how was that meal? And he'll be like, eh, it was good. No, not the, uh, I just say it was good. And that's him saying, it's like a solid meal. Really, really good. I don't show excitement. Yeah, you don't show excitement. But I think it's important to always be excited for your partner and everything that they're excited about or if something great happens for them, show up for them. And I also had on here, always be supportive. So I guess that kind of goes along with that. Always be supportive of their hopes and their dreams and whatever is, whatever's on their mind and whatever they're going after, just be supportive of that. You got any more? No, I think that's about wraps it up for okay. me. You my, have any other ones? Yep. My last two are find things that you like to do together. So Devin and I love to cuddle up and watch movies. We love playing sports. So we try to find like um, co-ed sports teams that we can play together. Thrift shopping. We both love thrift shopping. We like to work out um, and be active together. So go hiking, go walking, do all of those things. So find things that you like to do together so that you guys can be bestie besties. I think it's also also healthy to find things that you don't like to do together. Yeah, that's true. I so, like to, I go out with my girls a lot, and you have like poker night and basketball yeah. with the boys. You and, can't you can't spend all the time together. As yeah. much fun as that sounds. And I'll play in volleyball tournaments and come home, and he's like, "I missed you so much." <laughs> then he'll play basketball, and I'm like, "I missed Lies. you. <laughs> I missed you so much." Uh, or girls' nights. Don't pretend like you're not like, don't go. I miss you so much. You do. But I do the same to you. And then my last one is this one might be controversial because I'm sure there are some people out there who have the opposite of what I'm about to say and y'all are doing perfectly fine and kudos to you. But I would highly recommend avoiding opposites on anything major, meaning Opposite political affiliations, opposite religions, not opposite religions as much as like if one person is atheist and the other person is like diehard Jesus, y'all probably aren't going to mesh that well in the long term on things. 
um, wanting or not wanting marriage, wanting or not wanting children, just everything that's major in life should relatively be like on the same page for you guys, in my personal opinion. No, I agree. I think that will cause more fights than anything down the line. And you guys probably aren't meant to be together if that's the case. So is that all you have? That's all I have. All right. We're wrapping up our advice and we're going to be moving into our Christmas draft. Okay. So I need you to remind me, walk me through how a draft works. It's a snake draft. So whoever goes first. So say you go first. You get the first pick. I get two and three. You get four and five. Kind of like that. It goes back and forth. Okay. And we do only to till we both have five? Yeah. We'll go to five picks. All right. So, so it's your podcast. What, what would you rather be the number one pick? Songs or movies? I'm going to say movies, and I'm going to go first because I feel like the 101 is the same on both of these. The for, 101 for movies is a given, and the 101 for the song is a given. Given. Absolutely a given. So Movie, I would not say it's a given. Well, movie is a given, and if you don't have this movie down, you're wrong. No. <laughs> so I'm going to go first on movies, but then I guess, to be fair, I'll have to let you go first on songs. Yep. All right, so... We'll start with movies. Yeah, go ahead. You got the one. Christmas draft, Christmas movies. The 101 obvious pick is Elf. It's a good one. It's definitely top three. Oh, my gosh. If you say some stupid claymation like Rudolph the Red-Nosed <laughs> Reindeer is in the top three, straight to jail. Elf uh, is the 101 by far. It's it's really good. The it's 101. Still, I mean, Admit I could, it. I could watch it. Over and over, Once back a to week, back. every week of December and still be fine. Like, exactly. It's, just, it's the 101. It's everybody's favorite. Quoted a lot. It's unbeatable. It's great. I have an elf jacket. <laughs> All right, you get no, two that's and good. three. So I get two. I know we have very different tastes in movies, I feel like, and, and music as well. But I do agree, elf. I probably would have picked it with 101 just because I know it wouldn't have made it back to me because I know it's your favorite Christmas movie. And yes. It's up there for me. Up there is so insulting to the well, movie. It is a up, 101, and you have to admit Growing that. up, this next one that I'm about to pick was, I'd probably say it was my favorite all oh, through childhood. Oh, no. Christmas Vacation? Nope. Home Alone. Oh. I and I don't know if I have to pick one or two, um, whether it's no. the, the original one or the Lost in New York. Oh, yeah. You but do have to specify. You can't just have the whole series. I can't just have both because anything other than that is is trash. The third one was absolutely terrible. Pick, just pick Home Alone. One. I'll just pick the original. All right. Nothing like the original. And then my next pick is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay. I'm really glad you picked that one because I think that's a trash I movie. I could have probably let it go to the very last pick, but it just wouldn't feel right to let you it You 100% slip. could have waited for that one. That, because it's such a great movie. It's such a so many great movie. quotes. <laughs> I think that movie, to me, maybe I need to rewatch it because – I've only seen it a couple of times, and to me, it sits about the level of Napoleon Dynamite. It's just oh, the no. dumb What's humor way better that, than that isn't funny at all. Like it takes no brain cells to like chuckle at a few of them. So I don't know. I've never been a fan of that one. So it's my turn again. Your turn. And thank God you only took Home Alone because I didn't have that one, or I didn't have Christmas Vacation. Home Alone was in my top three. Yeah, you, I didn't have Christmas Vacation. I figured you didn't. I'm gonna take Grinch. Yeah, it's a the good Grinch. one. Which one though? The animation or the the, the live, uh, live action one. Live action. Was it Jim Carrey? Yes. Um, that's that shit. One, I'm not going. That's it. I'm not going. Um, do you think that one needs to be specified? Whether it's like you could pick the cartoon later? I won't, but. Yeah. I would just say the Grinch is the Grinch. The like, Grinch. 
all of the Grinches are wrapped up in the Grinch. Technically, I think it isn't it called How the Grinch Stole Christmas, I or maybe the, the live one. action one is the Grinch. So you yeah. picked the live action one. Yeah, and then just because honestly, after this, I think I'm in the safe zone. I'm gonna go with Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. That is bullshit. Why? <laughs> I should have just picked both of them because they're both so great. They are. I had Home Alone. My order was Elf, Grinch, Home Alone, Home Alone 2. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's tough. So now there's so many that I know you don't like and won't pick. That's fine. I Most but of mine are also it, that way for it, you. It probably is. But I know I'm going to let one come back to me because I know you won't pick it. But this one I really enjoyed and I still really enjoy it. It's Just Friends with Ryan Reynolds. Oh my and Amy gosh. Smart. That actually is a fantastic pick. I love I that movie. Completely forgot that that's a Christmas movie, and that is that is a great pick. Oh, it's hilarious. I will give you that one. I still laugh at it. I love that movie. And I forget the girl's name, the blonde hair girl's yeah, name. Yeah, I don't but remember her name. It's either. like it's totally Britney Spears. That's what she's supposed to be. The the I thought you meant the main girl. The oh, main Amy blonde. Smart. Yeah, is it Amy Smart? It is Amy Smart. No, I don't remember the other girl's name, but. That is a great pick. I completely forgot about that. I would never have like, of course it's a Christmas movie because he comes home for Christmas, but I never would have wrapped that up as a Christmas movie. Good pick. Thank you. Thank you. I do get one more. There's a lot of them out there. They're all kind of the same to me. All right. Screw it. I'll just take the Rudolph claymation because that was a classic and uh, I love Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Absolute garbage choice. (laughs) Michael's not a fan of claymation movies. I hate claymations, but except I'll give it to... Chicken is it? Chicken Run. Chicken Run is the worst and, claymation. And the Nightmare Before Christmas, which is not on my list. It's probably on yours. It is on my list. It's not on my list. There's big debate whether it's a Christmas or Halloween movie. And it's a Thanksgiving movie. That one thank, girl's. That's right. It's a Thanksgiving that. movie. It's a Thanksgiving movie. Um. Okay. So, are you done? What'd you pick? Just friends. And. And Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh yeah. Just you. You had a fantastic pick, and then you wrapped it up with absolute garbage jump. Okay, so these are my final two. I will go with The Holiday. Mm, it's all right. I don't even know if you've seen it. I've seen it a lot of times. I feel like for girls, The Holiday is just so cozy and Christmassy and perfectly romantic. And it's just the whole vibe is adorable and we love it. I think the one I'm going to go with is probably one that you won't go with. So I will pick Spirited. Oh, Spirited? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't really like that one. <gasps> really? Not a fan. Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. How can just, you not like it? It didn't live up to the hype. I feel like it did. I loved it. I thought it was very emotional, but also funny. It was a good movie. And I feel like it's the first Christmas movie that's, I mean, Elf has, let's see, Elf was made like, what, 25 years ago, something like yeah, that? Yeah, I feel like 2003, don't quote me on it. But Yeah, and the newest Grinch was awful. So... As far as new Christmas movies, I feel like Spirited is one that could be rewatched every season and it can go down in like reasonable history as far as like Elf, ones like that. Modern Christmas movies that could stick around for the long term. And it's the first one in a very long time that's been made that I felt that way about. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough because all those Hallmark Christmas movies, like once you watch them once, that's all you need to do, really. Yeah. Like you don't you don't want to watch because them again. they're all the same. <laughs> they're all the same. But some of these some of them comedy I'm ones or, or even some of the classics, like you can rewatch every year. Some of the Hallmark ones I watch and I think, I feel like I've seen this before and then I'm like, oh, nope, I haven't. They're just all the same. <laughs> you got one more pick. I do have one more pick. This is my last pick. 
man, and I, I want the Nightmare Before Christmas, but I'm, I'm not going to. I uh, This one was always funny growing up. Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn. I saw that on the list of Christmas movies, and I can't tell you if I've ever actually seen that movie. I have no idea. I don't know if you have either. I feel like it's, it's... also another fun fact about Michael. Hates claymation and hates old movies other than Elf. Not old movies. That's even not that. That's not yeah. that old. But old means like before like 1990. We're not picking It's a Wonderful World or anything. Yeah. Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life. If it was prior to 1990, I have no interest in watching it All for right. the most part. Well, what, what are some other ones on your list? You want me to go through what I had left? Sure. So growing up, these are two. This is another claymation that I loved. A year without Santa with the uh, heat miser and cold miser. Mm-hmm. Had uh, Frosty the Snowman. Oh yeah, I these two that. are Christmas movies classics, but I don't care for them. Polar Express and the Santa Claus series. Both of those were on my list. A new one that's actually really cool. Klaus. <gasps> Klaus was on my list. How do you know what I was going to say before I say it? Because you said new one that was reasonably good. Klaus. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Christmas Chronicles. I like those. This is another new one that I really enjoy. It's hilarious. Love Hard. Oh, with... With uh, Nina Dobrev. 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 Yeah. Yes. I did really like that one as well. And then I, d- I did have two more on here. Uh, Office Christmas Party with uh, Bateman. That I was really that good. One. And uh, The Night Before with Seth Rogen. Yeah, I really like those partied. are good comedy ones. Like those I could rewatch yeah. a few times. My only other one that you didn't list, I had most of those on my list as well. Uh, mine was this one. I don't know if it's just like a my family thing, but we always watched the Jack Frost movie that had Michael Keaton in it. Oh, I I repressed that one from my memories because it was sad. It's so traumatic. That, we owned that one on DVD and I used to watch it a lot. And I I have like a love hate for it like i love it because it's nostalgic for my childhood and my youth but it's so traumatic and still so sad to this day but yeah that was the only other one that i had that you did not list so notice what wasn't on here die hard not a christmas movie i can't speak to that because i've never seen it so not a christmas movie i think i'm gonna make it a point to watch four christmases and i definitely want to watch just friends again with uh, when i go home for the holidays and the Die Hard movies, because I've never seen them. How many are there? Do you know? I do not know. Mm. All right. You're all right. Moving on to songs, Christmas song draft. Because I got the first pick, there is an obvious 101 in the song draft. Everybody on the planet knows it, so you're not special <laughs> just because you picked it. But you can go first. All I want for Christmas is you. Bye. Mariah Carey. <laughs> can we get a little spiel no, of you what, it, what it sounds like? <laughs> You'll break this microphone. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. I think I'm going to go with Christmas Tree Farm. That's a good one. By Taylor Swift. Not top on my list, but it's on there. You love that song. Don't be a liar. And I guess I'll try to pick a classic just because I don't have a lot of classics on here. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas by Michael Bublé. I didn't even have that on my list, and it's not it's a classic. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. The fa- it's, that's a newer one. That's a remake. That's the problem. There's so many remakes of all these classic songs. Yeah, I don't know. Who- he's such a classy he is, singer he's that classy. it sounds classic. Classic for all time once Michael Bublé gets a hold of it. Well, that's good because I didn't have that on my list, so I will keep on going. And uh, my next one is Run Run Rudolph by Chuck Berry. Run Run oh, Rudolph. Oh, I think I had that one on my list. Probably did. It's a great song. Yeah, it's, it's down. very upbeat. It's very down at the bottom, though. And then another one that's unique, but I like it, 
Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. Oh, that is on my list. I did like that one. Okay. Well, now that you stole some, let's see. I got my one, two, and three, so that's great. Let's go with Santa Baby. Santa Baby's a classic. Do I have to pick a person? Yes, you don't have to unless one stands out to you. I feel like it's – I loved Taylor Swift's version. I loved Ariana Grande's version. There's so many people that have a great version of this song, so I'm just going to take Santa Baby. Santa Baby. You got it. I was trying to remember who the original one was, but uh, it doesn't matter. They're all good. Okay, so let's do Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays by NSYNC. Oh, that's a good one. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Perfect. Okay, you can go ahead. All right, you got them. That one wasn't on my list either. So uh, you took Christmas Tree Farm, which was number four on my list. Number five, Feliz Navidad. What a dumb choice. That's a great song. By who? By anyone? No, the original one. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. I love that song. I guess. I mean, it's like you have to sing it, but I feel like you have to sing most Christmas songs. All right, and because there's there's quite a few of them left, and I know you're not going to pick this one, but it's hilarious. Okay. I, I guess this is one where I can just pick the song Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, which I do like all the versions, but the DMX version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed yeah. Reindeer is hilarious. DMX version is very good. You you That was a good pick. I'll give that to you. It's so underrated. Have- it doesn't come on ever, but rest in peace. He did a great job. I only have one pick left, right? You think you do, yeah. Mm. Oh, I'm going to have to go with, isn't it called Carol of the Bells? You, I feel like that song comes on, Ding and that's dong. like my Christmas hype song. I'm like, yeah, let's go. That's how I am. Some of the classics really get me in the Christmas uh, spirit, <laughs> rather than some of these newer ones. But no, it's good. That one. I know. I knew you really liked that. That song. one's like a. That's a good like, one. Be upbeat for that song, and I don't even know if there's words. Are there words? Hmm. Oh, yeah, it's like Ring. sweet swivel bells. Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> no one knows the words. <laughs> All right, what else you got on your That's list? Five like, for honorable me. mentions. Did you have five already? Yeah, so I, I, I finished with All I Want for Christmas is You, the 101 by far, Mariah Carey. Run Run Rudolph, Christmas and Hollis, Feliz Navidad, and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer by DMX. I finished with Christmas Tree Farm, Taylor Swift. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, Santa Baby, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. And Carol of the Bells. A few of my honorable mentions would be Underneath the Tree by Kelly Clarkson. I love that. Santa, tell me. Ariana Grande. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have a blue Elvis. Christmas without you. Um, Christmas Without You by Ava Max. Christmas, just saying Christmas without you. Yeah, I don't really know that one, mm. I don't think. I, I, I It sounds familiar, but I don't hear it often. Um, Little St. Nick by the Beach Boys. Yeah, I do like the Beach Boys. And I had Christmas in Hollis. Oh, you make every day feel like it's Christmas. I do like that one. Jonas Brothers. <laughs> I do like that one. All right, what were your honorable All right, mentions? This one, 
this one was a big one growing up because it just reminds me of Back Home for Christmas, but uh, Christmas in Dixie by Alabama. Yeah, you play that one a lot. Uh, that's another great one. Bing Crosby, King of Christmas, uh, Mele Kalikimaka. <gasps> Mele Kalikimaka is a thing you say. <laughs> that's on the soundtrack of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I like that song a lot. That's a good Melekalikimaka. one. This it feels one. so Hawaiian. This is one it Hawaiian? Might be Bing Cros- yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Hawaii's way to say Merry Christmas to you. Oh, okay. Uh, Christmas in Killarney. I think that's Bing Crosby, but you, it's upbeat. You do love that song. Santa Claus is Coming to Town by the Jackson 5. That's a good one. Mistletoe by Biebs. Mistletoe was on my list, Mistletoe's too. Mistletoe's good. Why did I miss well, that? Well, you didn't say it. Last Christmas by Wham and also Taylor Swift. They're both great. Mm-hmm. Wham, I don't know if I know that one. Uh, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. There's a few of them. I think, uh, doesn't, uh, what is it, Tyler Creator has one maybe, and then something Raven Good, and then there might even be a Darius Rucker. But then the other one too, Baby, It's Cold Outside. And I know there's some oh, controversy, no. but I do like it. You put that out there. You could have just but ended actually, it. actually, Love Hard, the movie that I, I referenced, has a good rendition of it. Oh, and yeah, it's where it's really like funny and clean cute. and all that. Yeah. I guess I saw this um, this post the other day that was... I sent it to you? Yeah, but... It, so you can tell us what the post said. It was saying like... He was a comedian. I'm, I'm assuming this is the same post. I'm trying to read your mind here. But it was a yes. comedian that was uh, questioning why we thought Baby It's Cold Outside was such a bad song as he was taking turns reading lines from each lyrics, one from Baby It's Cold Outside and one from WAP. Yeah, by He's uh, like one of Cardi- these. Is it Cardi B? Yeah, I, uh, or Nick? No, one of them. Yeah, they kind of sound the same. <laughs> but he was going. One of these songs has been labeled as like repulsive and yeah. wrong, and one of them is perfectly okay, accepted. And played on the yeah. radio. Oh, it's perfectly accepted. Played on the radio, and it is hilarious because he's reading them, not singing them. So I will. Yes, it was. That points out all of the parts for me that is disgusting. But I think the song. WAP is that what they call it? WAP yeah. is a disgusting, repulsive, <laughs> disgusting, repulsive song in general. However, I will say, "Baby, it's cold outside." The whole reason it's a quote-unquote bad song is because it's supposedly non-consensual. Versus the WAP song is consensual. So <laughs> I will, I'll put that out there in defense of the WAP song, which I absolutely despise because I think it's the most disgusting song on the planet but the the point is that song is consensual and baby it's cold outside supposedly is not consensual however you have to realize that this was written in like 1920 or something like that baby it's cold outside and they just spoke differently and i don't know that this man was being horrible to her because she could have said no i'm leaving (laughs) end of story nowhere did he not let her leave yeah nowhere did he say the doors are locked and you're trapped here (laughs) but i understand i'm surprised you went that route i I left it for last but i do like the song (laughs) it's a good i like duets you do because we can sing them together and you can sing well and i can sing my poor rendition of the male version (laughs) as long as it's deep you got it all right we got to wrap it up you're saying i have a deep voice yes (laughs) (laughs) all right so we will or we i will see you all at after the new year and i hope you have a merry christmas happy hanukkah happy holidays yeah, you that was say an- happy holidays that was another one that was on my list on my original list the adam sandler 
Happy, 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 happy Chanukka. (laughs) The Adam Sandler song is so good. Go listen to it. Um, Other than that, do you have anything you want to say? No. Have a happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. We love you. Goodbye. See ya.